This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, with you for another episode of the Steelers Preview. Joining me, as always, the triumphant trio, Brian Anthony Davis, our podcast producer. What's up, Brian? How are you tonight? Very good, my friend Jeff and my other friend Dave. Very nice evening. A little chilly over in Maryland today, but... I'm uh, looking forward to uh, the weekend and looking forward to the countdown. That's right. The countdown to the draft. Dave Schofield, other co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. What's up, Dave? How are you? Two weeks, man. Two weeks right now. We're going to be Woo! on the edge of our seat saying, how's it going to all, all pan out? We've all, as much as like... Even those of us that don't like mock drafts, we've seen so many mock drafts. We've done so many mock drafts. We just want to see. I'm tired of the word mock. I'm ready for the real thing. I want to know how it's really going to go. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be fun. Before we get started, we have some news before we get to the news. Uh, Some celebratory stuff to talk about. Um, First and foremost, Mr. Brian Anthony Davis celebrated an anniversary uh, recently. Am I right, Brian? Uh, Congratulations. Happy, happy anniversary. There you go. Give you a little shout out on the show. How did everything go? Okay. 14 years yesterday, I have been married uh, for the second time. And so the starter wife didn't work out. So this one, this one is done really well. So I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I annoy the hell out of her every single day. And it's funny. You'll be surprised that we lasted 14 years when you get to my list today, because it actually includes her. <laughs> she she had one of the biggest don'ts on draft day and we'll talk about Uh-oh. it later we will talk about it and for david schofield who has a birthday coming up this weekend happy yes. early birthday dave Thanks. hope uh hope you have a great 35th birthday and yes. i hope everything 34 oh, 34th i'm sorry <laughs> my, my apology oh nuts i was <laughs> no. gonna say 61 no i was gonna say oh, it's, 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 it's it's the inverse of that it's the you know well, not the inverse. Okay. The mathematician of so, me can't let that go, but you know what? I, I think you know. What yeah. I mean. um, yeah. Uh, hopefully, maybe Jeff will actually give me a day off. You can have a day off on every nah, one. Just got to ask. I'm messing. No, there are there are no days off when it comes to covering the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is nope. a this that is, is a truth. this is a twenty four seven three sixty five obsession. No sleep till Brooklyn. <laughs> Absolutely. And let's yes. get this show started. Congratulations to both of you all. Let's get this Thank show you. started. We wanted to talk with about the news first. And there was a lot of news this uh, week, believe it or not. Started off with James Conner. Jimmy C, as we called him last season. Jimmy C, no longer a member of the Steelers. My son was crushed. He was devastated. It was his favorite player. 
Uh, he's, he even told me because I'm still going to like James Conner. And I said, that is fine. That's fine. You're just not going to root for the Cardinals. He said, no. I give him the thumbs up. I appreciate that. But still, <laughs> James Conner is now a member of the Cardinals. First and foremost, I don't think anyone would be ever surprised that a member of the Steelers went to the Cardinals. My gosh, Dave <laughs> and I were trying to work up this list of Steelers who went to play for Arizona. I mean, you think about all the players who at least spent a season there. So Rashard Mendenhall, Joey Porter, Alan Fanica, Max Starks, Brian McFadden. Um, who am I forgetting, guys? William uh, Gay. Will and William Gay. Woodley went there? Yeah, I thought he was the Raiders. I know Jarvis Jones. Jarvis Jones. He ended ended up there, though. Didn't Sanquez Golson go there for a heartbeat? I should know this. I wrote that article a few weeks ago. I was thinking Tampa for some reason. He went somewhere, tried to play. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it was Tampa. Yeah. But uh, Sean Morey, I mean, there's there's a bunch more that. Marcus, Marcus Gilbert, Gilbert in the yeah he did there, yeah. Clark Hagens did he go there that's what Clark, Jared yeah, was saying Clark was there yeah so I mean we just called... kept coming up with more and more we eventually had to stop <laughs> no, no. I, that's why I wrote in the article I said hey um, there's more to this list <laughs> we're just not putting them all here but anyways what were your thoughts when you heard that James Conner was officially signing with the Cardinals and is no longer a member of the Steelers and is no longer in Western PA Brian we'll start with you my first thought was great for Jimmy C because I love James Connor. I I think he's a fantastic human being. It wasn't going to work out here for what the Steelers need. So it was a business decision on this end, but for a business decision for James Connor and his family, I was really thrilled for that. Then the second was, Oh gosh, James Connor's gone. Cause I just, when he was in the lineup, I really liked what he could do. I liked his running style. I liked a lot about him, but I just didn't, I mean, we can talk about the line. We can talk about the system. It just didn't all mesh. And there's a lot of a clean slate that needs to happen on offense. And so that's a part of it. So I wish him, a, well, I'm with your son. I am going to be rooting for James Conner. And yeah. I would, gosh, I would wear a James Conner crimson jersey or whatever that was. I would yeah. wear one. For well, remember, this is the guy that has 750 jerseys. <laughs> uh, that's true. I, I would never be caught dead in a crimson <laughs> but, jersey but personally, but that's just me. None of another team. Yeah. I yeah. don't have another team, but James Conner is the kind of guy I would wear one for. I do. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, oh, first, you, you have an all star. I have a Mike all star jersey. Yep. So, um, got to give a shout out to Steelers Pittsburgh. Found another one. Kelvin Beecham. He's with the Cardinals now. Is he? That's another one. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess it's my turn to say this. I'm, I don't know if I heard you turn it over to me or not, but Brian hit the nail on the head. Um, none of us were shocked. It's a really good fit for him, I think. So I wish him nothing of the best. I also like that the Steelers will not be playing the Cardinals for at least two more seasons unless they meet um, in February, which I would not be opposed to. Um, so wish him all the best, but if the Steelers really wanted him back at all, they could have had him. I know some people are like, oh, it was only $1.75 million. The Steelers could have afforded that. They guess they could have. They chose not to. They, yeah. And one year deal, correct? One year deal, one year. Dave? Yep. Fully guaranteed. So one year deal. I, I It's just going to come down to one thing for two things. I'm sorry. He has to have the blocking in front of him. He's not a player like Le'Veon Bell. It's going to make something out of nothing. That's just not James Conner's MO. And he has to stay healthy. 
And mm-hmm. so far he has yet to do that. And, but I, I don't think there's anyone really that I saw, whether it was on the comment section of behind the steel curtain.com or on Twitter, those people wished him luck and said, you know yeah. what, James, you, you, you've been a tremendous story. You've been a tremendous person, a Western PA native. Uh, you know, he was from Erie and he obviously went to Pitt. It, it, it was a great story. And I think that the, the clean slate that Brian talked about for the offense was also needed for him. I think he needed to get out of here. I think he needed to get out of Western PA and start fresh. And maybe it works out in Arizona. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe he goes somewhere else. He's a guy that, you know, sometimes when Steelers leave and they go somewhere else, you kind of are like, well, if they stink, it's just going to prove our narrative that uh, when they leave Pittsburgh, they're no good. But he's a guy that I'd be okay if he excelled somewhere else because you want to see him do well. It's a great story, but James Conner is gone, and so that only leaves a couple big-name free agents that are still out there, none other than Big Al, Alejandro Villanueva. Reports were kind of swirling a little bit this week that he was potentially – I think it was – was it John Clayton? I don't even know if that guy's still alive. But he uh, <laughs> said that may, he Alejandro Villanueva might be coming back. Guys, before we get into any other news, and there's plenty to talk about, Big Al coming back. Are you on board for that or are you not? Brian, what, which side of the fence are you standing on? I'm fine with it because everybody's going to react on how bad he was. My gosh, his grades were fine. I didn't think he was that bad last year. I, I thought he had an Alvin wave a season. Maybe he might have lost a step, but he's not. We're so quick to throw these guys away when there's just a little bit of a turn. Gosh, people are ready to throw DeCastro away from one season that was, wasn't his best, but it was still a pro bowl season. Now we can argue that pro bowl season that it's the voters, the the fans voting. You, you can, you can vote. You can talk about that all you want, but we're so quick to throw these guys away. Is it going to make your team worse to have him on, on the team? If you bring him back on a one year deal and it's a team friendly deal, it doesn't kill you. You still are going to try to draft one of these guys, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but I'm fine with Big Al coming back. Okay, what about you, Dave? Which side are you on? Okay, I'm going to say something that's probably going to ruffle some feathers um, because the problem is there is a portion of the Steelers fan base. Um, I'm not accusing anybody in particular, but you know that they're out there that they look at Al Villanueva, Brian mentioned David DeCastro. I'll even say Ben Roethlisberger. They're ready to be done with someone who's not playing as well as they once did, even if their play is, which wasn't what it once was for them before, is better than the alternative. People were saying, oh, Ben Roethlisberger is not what he used to be. Steelers should move on, on to him. Move on to what? You talked about that, Jeff. Move on to what? Just because Ben isn't what he used to be does not mean that what he is now is not better than their other options. And that could also be the case with Big Al. That I feel that's how it was last year. He wasn't as good as he had been in the past, but he was still better than the Steelers' other options. So I would be fine if they bring him back, but I don't think they bring him back guaranteeing that it's his job. Well, let me let me follow this up here. I'm going to go with you first, Dave, and then I'll send it over to Brian. If they bring him back, do they do it before the draft? Yes or no? You don't think so? You think they wait? Brian, you agree with Dave, or do you think that Absolute, they do bring him back? Absolutely do I agree with Dave. Okay. 
Because don't bring it back if you don't need to. Don't spend the money if you end up having two tackles fall to you in spots you didn't expect them, and then you've got all these tackles that you've that you've spent money on. They've been really good with their spending of not – I mean, with the exception of the whole – they paid Chris Wormley because they lost Aluwalu, and then they got Aluwalu back. They've been really good of not spending until they know it's definitely something that they absolutely need. Well, let's continue down this rabbit hole a little bit because I'm my wheels are spinning. So we're 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 rolling with this. So let's say Big Al does not come back. First question is who do you think is your starting left tackle out of those that are on the roster right now? I just don't think, and I I will say this now. If I I highly recommend listening to Dave's Stat Geek podcast on Thursday this morning, Thursday morning, because he talked a lot about what round the players actually contribute. And that kind of ties in with this question. Let's assume that the first round, if they take a tackle in the first round, he's not the day one starter. So who do you think is the left tackle to start the season, Brian? I still think it's Zach Banner. Okay. I know I know he fits in really well at right tackle. I kind of feel that you know, some people think Chooks might fit better at left tackle. I think Zach Banner does well. He is a big specimen. Um, that doesn't mean that... Uh, that you're good just because you're big, but he's a very good run blocker, but he could protect. And one thing that I will never forget is something that he said to Dave, me, Michael Beck, back in June of last year, when he said, people don't realize that when I was protecting Sam Darnold, he got sacked only four times. Three were, three were legitimate sacks. One was because he fell down when on my watch. So he can, he can pass protect as well. We haven't seen the sample size that we really want to see out of him, but I think that he can, he can do very well in that position. Okay. Dave, you agree with the left tackle being banner? Do you think Chuke slides over from right to left? Personally, I think, well, the answer is, do you want your best player at left tackle or do you want the best fit at left tackle? Because I think right now, Assuming everything's fine coming off the injury, you've got to put Banner ahead of Chooks because he won the job last year. But I think when it comes to fit, I think Chooks is more fit to be a left tackle than a right tackle. So we know what it's like when a player might be playing out of position. When you're a swing tackle, they want you to play both. And that's what you have to do to make it in the league a lot of times. But look at what happened with Matt Filer. We talked about how good he was at right tackle. I thought he'd be fine going back to guard because that's where he had been before. And he did not have the season this past year that he did the year before. Maybe what we saw from Chooks last year is the, yeah, he did all right, but he was a little bit out of position. Maybe he could be better. Maybe it would even be a dumpster fire. I don't know. But right now, just to be different from Brian, I'm going to go Chooks. All right. So either way, you're looking at a really fresh, we'll put it that way, fresh (laughs) left side of the line with Dotson and or a core four or banner. Is this a situation where you have to wonder if they don't get a tackle early? Do you think about Alejandro Villanueva as an option because he's at least a veteran presence and it wouldn't be too really? And Chooks has experience. I don't want to throw the paint him with a brush, a broad brush that he's like really inexperienced. He has experience. He has more experience than Banner does. Uh, does the left side of the line concern you if there's no big Al in the equation, Brian? No, because I still think that you have guys that have enough experience now. They've been four years into the league, both of them. 
And I'm not really concerned about that left side of the line. I think that they could they could live with that those guys on that side of the line. And before anybody jumps on me for that, go back to 2008 when they won the Super Bowl. That was a mess. Go back to 2009 when you had Chris Scott. Well, who uh, was in 2008? That was the year they won Super Bowl 43. Let's talk about that line for a second. They were was, the 32nd ranked okay. line in the NFL. It was what? Hartwig. <laughs> Hartwig was the center, right? Yeah. Oh, no. Wait, they were 32nd in 2010. Um, oh, okay. I was trying to go back. They were. And they went to the were, Super Bowl that like, year, too. Yeah, yeah they were like so, 29th or worse in both Okay, categories. let's see this. Hartwig <laughs> was the center. Was Kimoyatu still on the team? Or was um, Chris Kimoyatu? Yeah. He was still there. And Willie Colon. Willie Colon. You the had tackles were Stapleton, Darnell Stapleton. Darnell St- number 72 Stapleton. And you had in 2008, Max Two- got hurt, I think. 2008, Flozell Adams was 45. That was he came in for he Super, was in Bowl 45. Super Bowl 45. Yeah, he came in late in in a 2010 season. So Flozell, the hotel was there at he was at right tackle. Yeah. But I Marvell Smith may have been hurt, and I think Max ended up moving. Max Starks ended up in that left tackle. I think spot. you're right. I think you're right. Boy, that was a shoddy line. I'll never forget Hartwig with the holding in the end zone on the <laughs> And yeah. and you know the story about Hartwig going after and Tony, Tony Death. Death. <laughs> yeah. you, you were the editor at the time, weren't you? Yeah, that was hysterical. <laughs> so funny. Okay, oh, go I ahead. Called Tony an just, idiot. <laughs> are you clarifying that, Dave? Are you looking it up? Yeah, I was looking for who had the most starts um, on offense. It was Willie Colon had sixteen starts. Justin Hartwig had sixteen starts. Kiyomatu, um All oh, this is. Mixed together offense and defense, it's terrible. Ah, um, no, Casey Hampton could have played offensive line, but he was too short. Um, yeah, um, Stapleton started 12 games, Max Stark started 11 games. That's just for the season, as I'm looking at Marvell Smith started five games. Smith, there you go. All right, a little trip down memory lane. Kendall Simmons, the dot type one diabetic. Okay, let's uh, let's get to the other news from this week, and this is uh. This was some big news in a lot of ways. Uh, I felt like the Steeler fan base had kind of been like taking little W's throughout the offseason. And Juju comes back. Yay. Uh, We get Cam Sutton. Yay. I felt like there were more L's than W's with the fan base. And that's not saying the three of us. That's not saying people in the live chat. But just in general, when you get a a feel from the the fan base, losing Tyson Alawalu was a gut punch. Everyone said that. He comes back. That's a W. The resurrection. Yes. Vince <laughs> Williams gets cut. He's a cap casualty. And yeah, he might not have been the best player, but he w- he meant something to the team. Like he's a valuable asset to the team, even if it's just in the locker room. Vince, Vinny Vidi Vici is back. He is back. I felt that was a big W for the fan base. Uh, Brian, when you heard the news that Vince Williams was coming back, what were your thoughts? My first thought was, yeah, I could use my jersey again. I have the color rush, <laughs> Vince, that I just bought in December. But no, I mean, I, you heard me talk all last season. And you, you heard me talk all of 2019 about Vince Williams. Everybody credits Minka Fitzpatrick for that, that defense turning around. And he had a lot to do with it. I'm not saying he doesn't. But remember how bad they were against the run the first three weeks of the season. Vince Williams comes back. Next thing you know, they are very strong against the run. 
And that's one of the reasons they stayed alive that season and had a chance with three games to go to get to the playoffs. Vince Williams is one of the hearts of that defense. And we've talked about that a lot. He is not your best player, but he's probably one of your wisest players. He's You talked about him in the locker room. I think it's great to have Vince back again. I hate it. When I saw, saw that uh, tweet that he said, maybe it's, what what did he say, Dave? It's the road for me, or it looks like the street. I hear the streets calling. I hear the streets calling. calling. That kind of hurt because he's one of the ones that that uh, you have your Steeler football crush on, just because he's tough. He's the guy I'm taking in the dark alley with me to make sure that I'm safe at at four four a.m. He's yep. he's the guy that you as long know. as he's wearing the stone cold vest and bringing the yeah, belt. The stone cold. <laughs> yeah, he, he's that guy that you feel is kind of the identity of the toughness of the team, and I I feel like they got a little tougher bringing him back. Dave, what were your thoughts when uh, Vince comes back? Oh, simple. Hurry up and give me the numbers so I know how his contract affects his salary cap so I can update that again. <laughs> uh, that's my first thought because I'm like, well, it's got to be under of a website. <laughs> yes, I'm like, it's got to be. Well, and just out of curiosity's sake, because you know they're not bringing him back. I mean, the dead money was the dead money whether he was on the team or off the team. Right. So then it was, um, the, it was the four million dollars in salary that they saved. What's he getting this year? Or even better, what's he counting towards the salary cap? this year um don't know if they're using the void year things again that they've now um stuck their feet in the water and now they seem obsessed with it um and i and i'm not opposed to it either that wasn't a knock it was just all of a sudden you know they open pandora's box and boom every every new contract has void years um but i'm just curious to see because ultimately it needed to be a cap savings him coming back versus if they would have just kept him the whole time because they never dipped low enough that it would have mattered that he was still on the roster yeah so this also in my opinion bleeds into another we ran this article on the website another rumor so vince williams comes back Avery Williamson, and this is all our deputy editor Michael Beck's doing because he's the social media nerd and he's, oh my gosh, like uh, Avery Williamson just changed his Instagram picture to a Steeler <laughs> picture. And like, okay, Michael, we get it. And then it was, oh my gosh, his Twitter header has just been changed to a Steeler picture. Okay. And then, so there's a lot of, uh, I guess, hinting that he might be coming back. With Vince coming back, is the Williamson return off or do you think it still could be on, Brian? No, I think it's off. I I really, uh, I don't see that happening. The thing that happened with the Vince situation, he was offered more. I don't know whether he, re- he, whether he had his representation reach out to the Steelers or not, but he was offered more in some places is what the scuttlebutt is right now when you're talking about Vince Williams and his return. But I just don't think that, I, I really think that this was an 11th hour deal where they were expecting to bring back Avery Williamson, and then this kind of fell on their lap, possibly. And that's what's going on in my head here. But I just don't think you bring in Avery, too. You're probably going to want to bring somebody young in, to uh, whether it be a, a guy like Spillane that was uh, another Spillane, not Spillane because he's there, but a guy like that 
from another team or someone that you think that uh, you can put on the practice squad, LJ Fort, like from before, those situations where you can groom that guy like they did with a McClendon, even though that was a nose tackle situation. You have maybe an undrafted free agent, somebody that you move up in the ranks. I would see that happening. I think there's going to be a draft pick in there too. So I don't expect Williamson to be coming back now. I think this completely squashes that. But when that came out on Monday, I think that was very much alive and happening. Okay, Dave, what are your thoughts on that? I don't know that it kills it for Williamson coming back, but I do think that it does bring it more into question. Um, We don't know if it was a, um, you know, two dogs, one bone, but this bone in this case is the, is the contract and that they are basically saying, all right, we're going to sign one of them. And they ended up, you know, you know, they're in talks. Williamson thought he was coming back and all of a sudden it, it went to Williams. Maybe they wanted to bring both of them back. We don't know, but I would say how we felt when that came out Monday night, I guess it was Monday night. It wasn't Tuesday. Night. It was, it was Monday. Monday. Night. It was Monday. Okay. That, that, we definitely don't deal with, you know, feel with it as much of certainty as we do now. And it's so funny because um, I updated the Steelers uh, depth charts today, you know, two weeks out from the draft on the website. And when I did the defensive one, someone said, someone said, so is Vince Williams official? And someone else is already commented. That, he says, just as official as Williamson. And I said, nah, there were legitimate sources other than just looking at a social media post that said, this is there. Um, therefore everyone's um, rolling. I mean, teammates are congr- congratulating it on coming back. It's a, it's a whole different story. I responded 90 seconds later. I had the alert on my phone. The Pittsburgh Steelers officially signed Vince Williams and <laughs> signing his things. So I'm like, yeah, he is official. So I, I don't know that it, like I said, I think it, it, because there wasn't any major credibility to the story, now you have to wonder, yeah, maybe that was just it was too much, it was too much talk about it. So we'll see. Would you ever see a situation where Williamson still does come back and there's kind of a competition at inside linebacker to play alongside Devin Bush, Brian? Or do you think that it's probably a done deal? It's just Vince Williams. No, I think they're all about competition. I could see it happening, like Dave said, and like I hinted at earlier i think it's a lot less likely to happen now because i think you bring in someone else not bring in someone else but you start young at that uh, fourth spot but they definitely would have a very deep team if they brought in williamson and then you let them fight it out in camp it's a it's a free-for-all it's you know you know bush is there and you say i mean spillane he's not your number he's not your starter on that side He's not necessarily your your starter, but he can earn it if he wants to. Yeah, so, so could Vince Williams. So could uh, so could Avery Williamson if he comes back. Everybody has a chance to fight it out. There's there's no incumbent in this situation because Vince is not an incumbent. He let he didn't leave the team. He was asked to leave the team, and now he's back. But it just doesn't mean that you just step into the starting role. What about you, Dave? You think they could ever have Williamson and Williams in any situation? Um, I could the Steelers do it? I could see them doing it due to the competition. 
would Williamson be interested in that is the question because That's do you want to come back or do you want to have a are you going to look for a better chance to where you can get your playing time? But it, there has to be teams out there that are actually offering you a contract. That's what it's going to come down to. It's going to come down to the market for Williamson. Um, and who knows? Maybe he's the guy that now has, has been put on hold and to, just to see how the draft falls for the Steelers. And if they take a player to position, then they don't need someone else. But if they don't, then, hey, it wouldn't hurt to have Williamson around. Um, we'll see. All right. That wasn't the only news. The biggest news has yet to been ta- be talked about, and that is obviously the signing of Joshua Dobbs to a one-year deal. I mean, you sign a four-string quarterback, that should be the headline of the website. I'm just joking. He's not um, a fourth-string quarterback. He's the third-string quarterback. <laughs> really? Okay. That's where you, I put him on the depth it, chart. Because he has an experience. I got, yeah. I got you. You put him over Mason Rudolph. All right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no reason. Hey, it's his – when new guys come in, they got to earn it. So now I got to be honest. Nice. In my in my let's ride on Friday, I do call out Brian Anthony Davis for some comments he made on the Slack channel, but I'm not going to bring it up now. No, no. Well, let me say something about that. Go and ahead. I never. I did not defend myself, <laughs> and I. But I, it's really not much of a defense because I fell in to the Michael. I'm blaming Michael Beck on this. <laughs> Michael is blaming for everything, <laughs> and the reason I because he he said. Dwayne Haskins has taken everything down from his social media on the Steelers. Are they not liking him anymore? And I'm starting to think, wow, maybe that it's an Isaiah Wilson type thing with the Tennessee Titans and then the Miami Dolphins. He comes there and they realize that, okay, this guy's late to meetings. I know there haven't been meetings, but maybe there's something they don't like. They don't like in habits. So that's why I made that one. I made one comment. And then I just like, I'm like, I better back off of this because Jeff's going to just completely have me for lunch <laughs> because I don't have much to back this up on. But let me, uh, let me outline the situation first. Then Dave, I'll let you chime in. Yeah. Brian made a comment after Dobbs comes back that I feel like the Steelers might be down on Haskins right now. And I said, essentially how in the world can you suggest that <laughs> when they have done nothing, like nothing, unless he went out and did something off the field, uh, he took down his Twitter page. Like he, he deleted his Twitter account. Okay, I think that's a good move. That's a good news. Um, mm-hmm. The less distraction. But Dave, go ahead. No, I was We're, just going to say. No, no, no. I was waiting. Here no, we I was go. just going to say. I have no leg to stand on here. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. Brian has to go to the leg store to find one. To, yeah, yeah. He's waiting. Hey, Sorry. Yeah. Um, now, what was I saying? Oh, that. When I said where I was put him on the depth chart, that's only because, like Jeff said, they haven't taken a snap. They haven't done anything. So even though Joshua Dobbs was a, you know, was not on the Steelers roster because he was a free agent, now that he's back, to me, it's all where you're starting because it means nothing now. It all depends on how they do through the preseason, training camp, all that stuff. It will all shake out. And I'm not saying it's going to be one over the other. I'm not ready to crown anybody. I'm not ready to dismiss anybody. I'm honestly, I am content with what the Steelers have at the quarterback position for 2021. I don't know that this is the future, but I'm saying just for this year, knowing that Ben Roethlisberger is going in as the starter, I'm content with what they have behind him right now. All right, before we take a break, I did I spend an entire segment on this on my Let's Ride at the my heart to heart, which is every Friday. Um about if anyone out there thinks that the bringing back Vince Williams or bringing back Joshua Dobbs somehow alters the Steelers draft plans, you are insane period. 
Okay. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break and uh, you can check that out tomorrow on our podcast platform, but uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have some fun and we're going to talk about some draft day etiquette, what you should not do as fans during the NFL draft. If you're listening on audio, go to part two. If you're watching live on YouTube or Facebook, stay tuned. We're not going anywhere. We'll be right back. 